0: Grace to you in peace from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. You know, this Sunday I had my sermon all worked out, all ready to go. I mean, it wasn't written or anything, but it was pretty well planned out what I was going to do and how I was going to say it. I even had this kind of humorous story to all start with. But I have to admit, when I turned on the news this week, I was not met with things that made me smile. Instead, our nation faced a tragedy, an awful tragedy, a horrendous tragedy. And it changed me. And it changed what I thought, and it changed what I decided to preach on this Sunday. It changed things. But then what happened next? I expected it. I knew it was coming. I absolutely knew it was coming, but but it was worse. The politicians got a hold of it, and everything became a political thing. You know the old saying, whenever the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem is a nail. And that's what it felt like. It felt like here we are in the midst of tragedy, and all we can think about is politics, politics, politics. And it made me wonder. You see, it made me wonder because politics are so divisive. At a time when we could come together, at a time when we should give each other hugs, when we should weep with one another, whenever we should be a people, politics just, well, they just divide. It made me wonder. It made me wonder that if we were in the midst of tragedy ourselves. Looking at all the posts and, and looking at all the things going on around us and the way people on TV talk, I wonder, I wonder if, if they were in the midst of tragedy. If they were a Democratic voter, they would let the Republican give them a hug. Or if they were a Republican voter, they would let the Democrats sit at the side of the table and weep with them and cry with them. Politics tends to divide. The other problem I had... Was that all too often the problem isn't a political one? And I think as I was reading through a lot of the posts, a lot of the things that the problem the problems that the people faced wasn't a political problem, but a theological one. You see, I'm not a politician, and I can care less who you voted for, but I am a theologian. And the problem we faced to some degree was a theological one. But the good Lord lines things up perfectly in his timing. And I think the text that we had today, which we had already lined up from the start, that we would already been ready to, to go with, were a perfect set of texts for today. A perfect set of texts to focus on this morning, to dwell on, to meditate on this morning. In the text we have Jesus ascending into heaven. And I, I absolutely love it. You know, Ascension Day was actually on Thursday. It's not today. We celebrate it today, but it was actually on Thursday. And it's very specific for a very specific reason. You see, Thursday marked 40 days after Easter. Think about how long ago Easter was. And that marked 40 days. And notice what it told us in our our first reading this morning. Jesus walked with his disciples 40 days. You see, Jesus rose from the dead. And I know we kind of get this impression that that Jesus, like, waved to his disciples and then ascended into heaven. That's not true at all. Jesus walked with his disciples. He talked with his disciples. Actually, this past week, as I was talking with Bill, Bill pointed out to me that, that, that the Great Commission actually happens in Galilee. That's northern Israel. He ascends into heaven in Jerusalem, some 80 miles south. Jesus is walking and being with his disciples. He is around them. He is teaching them. And it's then and only then that he ascends into heaven. You see, Jesus walked and talked and he appeared to over 500 people. And then right before he ascends into heaven, he walks right by Jerusalem. The same place. Maybe some of those same people were standing out there over the gate looking. The same people that had yelled, crucify him a month and a half ago, now have to watch As this man, risen from the dead after three days, ascends into heaven. And then our Ephesians passage reminds us that Jesus Christ ascended to the seat of power. In our creeds, we call this sitting at the right hand of God the Father. We still use this kind of terminology today. We talk about our right hand person, our right hand man, our right hand woman. The person who wields the power on our behalf, if you will. That's the right hand person. And that's who Jesus is. Jesus sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And he reigns as king. As power. Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But the question that we have as we look out at the landscape of our country is do you believe it? Do you believe that our Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior is, in fact, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I know it doesn't always feel like it. I know, especially in the midst of tragedy, it doesn't feel like it at all. Instead, things happen that shake us, that jumble us, that shake us ultimately to our core, and we're left wondering about a lot of different things. Where do we go from here? What's our next steps? So on and so forth. We're just looking for a game plan. Somebody, anybody to tell us to do step one, step two, step three, or so forth. And so it doesn't always feel like our Lord is the Lord, is the King of all. But at times feelings can be deceiving. There are things that will make us feel one way when the exact opposite is true. Jesus Christ walked and talked with his disciples And he ascended into heaven and sits at the seat of power and of glory. And because of that, he is the King of kings and he is the Lord of lords. Even when it doesn't feel like it, Christ is King, Christ is Lord. And what that means for us is that as Christians, we need to recognize that we are Christians. And that as Christians, we have certain things that we can do. Certain things that are within our power. I realize that one of the the huge factors of the the political landscape is that they seem to have the power. And so we're going to try to wiggle our way and make sure that they do what we want. And certainly, if you're a politician, that's an important task. And that's an important thing to take on. But for us as Christians, we have other things that we can do as well. We can pray. We have the ability to talk to our Lord. We have the ability to go to Him through our prayers. We have the ability to talk to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and know, know that He hears us. Yes, we have that. But even more, all too often, we get so caught up in the big picture that we lose sight of the small. We're also Christians that have been called To raise our own families, whether we're mother or father, whether we are grandparent, grandma or grandpa, whether we are aunt or uncle or whatever it happens to be, we are called as Christians to raise up our children and to raise up our families in the faith. This is a huge task, but it is a task that we have been called to do. And admittedly, this is one of those things where if if everybody did it, ultimately everybody would be a lot better off. But we're not in control of everybody. We are in control of our own households. We do have a say in those things. And we as Christians have been called to do such a thing. Now maybe in your vocation and in your career you have other things that you can do. Maybe you are a politician or or maybe you're somewhere else in the landscape. And that's true. Utilize those things. But as a Christian we do Christian things. We are reminded again and again... That Jesus Christ died for us. That he died for you. That he died for me. That he gave his life upon the cross. And shed his blood. That we would be forgiven of our sins. That through him we have eternal life. And then as we set out. One step after the other. We walk. We walk in that newness of life. We walk. And we share that good news. That knowledge that Jesus is the Christ, he is the Son of God, he is the King of kings, and he did ascend into heaven, and he now sits in the seat of power, in his name, amen. And now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, amen.